All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 480 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we've got a full house, thankfully, and it's not <coughs> early in the morning. Actually, it is early in the morning tomorrow for Daniel. So, Daniel, thank you for staying up late again um, no after, your, after your busy week. Um, yeah. Also, on the panel today, Mark is almighty Mark, sitting up Greetings. top there. Um, Actually, Daniel and Mark sitting up top like the grumpy old men from The Muppet Show, ready to throw insults down at Ken and He's the uh, grumpy one. For, for their picks. Me? I'm the grumpy yeah. one? The yeah, so we've got... Uh, hater. Also got uh, 69 Blizzard Ken and St. Louis hey. Kiss Lonnie. Today's episode is going to be about your ultimate alive. Uh, and Ken... I'll let you tell us about the concept in a minute because I want Daniel to tell us about the episode that he recorded earlier this week with the suite. And I was sitting in the background doing the recording. I wasn't participating on it. It was a review show of a European concert tour that the people commenting on actually went to and we're judging it from their experience rather than youtube we thought we'd try something new and novel a review show of a kiss concert for people who are actually there daniel tell us about the episode well uh, i got a hold of a few people uh, that went to the concerts in dalhalla it's called uh, a play on the on words for, for Valhalla, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere in the forest, uh, pretty up high in the north of Sweden. For 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 the people from the south, I had to go uh, downwards to get there. You know, south because I live even further north. Uh, mm. But it was a great uh, venue. Uh, I've never been there before. Most people hadn't been there. Uh, because it's not one of the big, bigger venues uh, over here, and it's in a. There's no city around really, close. Looked to, like it was in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, it know. it was. It it was. How do people get here? Well, they they had some <laughs> buses uh, that drove people up there and and so on. But it was really in the middle. If you look from afar, it's just forest everywhere around. It had electricity. I don't know how it worked, but but it's nothing that you you go like on a gravel road gravel road for yeah. a long long time, and then you come there, and then this then there's this huge uh, lime quarry, mm. and at the bottom of it they have built a, a, a stage, and the seating was really great. Uh, one night I I I stood up front, and the second night I, I was seated, and nice seats, soft seats, and really a perfect arena to bring your kids to because it's not that big i think it holds somewhere around six seven thousand people and everyone sees really well wherever you're seated uh, so i brought my kids for the second night and they were in awe and i actually overheard my my oldest sister listening to unholy today so i guess it did something they never <laughs> played that one but i guess she's you know, uses Spotify and finding new stuff. But all in all, um, the guys that went to the concert were uh, really positive, uh, and they thought it was a great concert. Both concerts were great. The first one, we had such bad weather, but it didn't matter when I was up front. I was covered by, by the stage somehow, so I didn't get all wet. Um, but two great concerts. Uh, they got great reviews in the papers. Uh, everyone seemed happy and you know it was a great closure for me and my you know my last two kiss concerts live were just awesome and i do hope that mark gets to a concert as well because november it's, it's going to be so much fun daniel i got a question for you you yeah. said that they played up north in Sweden. Did they yeah. did they play in Stockholm at all, or was this the only no, no, place no, no, in no. Sweden? This is the only no. place they played. Yeah, they played Stockholm last year. I went to Stockholm last year mm -hmm. and and watched the, watched them. And they played Gothenburg last year as well. 
two, the two major cities. Mm. And this year, just out of the blue, they pictured an arena pretty up, up yeah, high. Yeah, I was wondering why yeah, do you like play, the, pick such like a smaller venue, arena? Yeah, like same that. like the venue in Norway. Those are both yeah. off the kind of beaten path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people had to ride in on their yeah. reindeers, you know, take the news <laughs> to get there. It's almost like I'm, those. I'm uh, used to that. I'm, I'm used to that. It's almost like those uh, other, like the, you know, the, the Lost Cities tour idea almost. Yeah, so, sort of, sort of, I guess. But they would easily have sold a lot of, moved a lot of tickets in Gothenburg and Stockholm. I'm not sure yeah. why, why they did it, but I think it was a nice venue. Uh, at least it was a great venue to to see a band and i know judas priest have played there before and a few other big bands but cool it was really cool and uh, if you watch the episode you you will understand that the, the people that was on that episode they were very positive and they thought it was great uh, especially the second night and paul was you know really he loosened up and, and he had a lot of fun on stage and moved around and I think between songs it sounded pretty good, you know, uh, <laughs> taking into account every problem we've heard him having mm. during the la later years. I think it sounded pretty good. And um, well, it was kind of sad at times. I didn't think I would get emotional, but I did uh, at a few, you know, the last note of Heavens on Fire. <laughs> I kind of, what's happening? So I'm just choking, uh, choking <laughs> up, you know, <laughs> the last time. So wow. Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming, but it happened two two times. Uh, the second night, uh, I kind of choked up a little bit, but uh, I made it, made it through, and and it was a great uh, great ending for me to to see the band live two two times. Nice, cool. So episode four seventy nine. It was uh, out earlier this week. Check it out. Uh, it's in English. Don't worry. Swing. <laughs> we call it Swinglish. Yeah. Uh, mixed swing between swing Swedish and English. That's a good one. <clears throat> but you're used to that if you listen to me. You know, through the years. You guys, you guys were perfectly fine. You guys spoke yeah. great English, and it must have been really tiring to do a such a long show. Um, in Know, working out those language skills so can, oh, we do appreciate you guys all doing that all four of you uh ken this episode today your ultimate alive is all your idea tell us about it and then i'll tell you how unless you can blame it on me answer the damn yeah. phone <laughs> it's a spammer i'm not, it's not my phone um so yeah i mean we had that uh, other episode i think earlier this year where it was uh called your uh, your best of kiss and uh, yep. we we compiled uh, uh, you know our kind of favorite songs that would be kind of like a best of kiss greatest hits or something like that, um, and it it turned out pretty well and and I think the you know the viewers seemed to enjoy that and participated and you know displayed their lists and so on. So I just kind of was thinking you know I was watching some live stuff and I was thinking oh you know what. Uh, some of us have the different <clears throat> views of, you know, what we would like on the live stuff. And I thought, you know, let's try on your ultimate alive, meaning like you can pick uh, songs from any live era. They don't have to be all from the same, you know, they don't have to be from 75 or, or 95 or whatever. They can be from any and, you know, mix, mix and match and just pick your favorite live performances uh, that you would see, like to see on a, say a, a two vinyl lp you know 20 20 song list uh you know or 20 20 tracks um so yeah that's pretty much it um and i'm sure we'll have some interesting you know picks here maybe well, we have, we have yeah, the same or we may have different i don't know but we'll let's see. let's find out how people have approached it because everyone has their own idea when you give them a broad uh, kind of framework lonnie how did you approach picking the songs that you're going to be uh sharing with us today yeah it was um it, it left the uh the rules left a lot of creativity of how you wanted to approach this i'm sure each one of us approach it in a little different manner. Um, for me, you know, I, I looked at it like, what's my favorite Kiss opener? Let's start there. What's my favorite song for them to close the set with? Let's, you know, what, what songs do I want to hear in an encore knowing that this is the first song? Knowing that this is the first song, what other good songs would be good in an encore type setting? And, um, so I kind of started there. I kind of started with my opener, my closer to the set, and then I filled up my encore. 
<laughs> and then I went back into the set and, and kind of filled in, in the rest. And uh, as far as lineups go for each song, each song, it, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm probably a little original lineup heavy just because it's the original lineup. But I mean, I, I did go through it and I go, oh, you know what? Let's 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 showcase some different lineups throughout. And, you know, big spoiler, I do have some revenge songs in there. And, and I want to no, hear Bruce and, and I want to hear Bruce and Eric. I can't believe it. <laughs> so I you know, never would have thought that. that. That's how I went about it. All right, Mark, how did you approach it? Uh, other than pruning out anything produced by Bob Ezrin? Uh, other than not being able to think of 20 Kiss songs that he likes. Well, realistically, <laughs> realistically I, I, I just can't imagine Kiss doing that many songs. As I mentioned earlier, they just seem like they're running out of gas. So I predicted a 16-song set. So my vinyl will be four songs aside, and that'll sound better than squeaking on five aside. People, come on, get with the program here. And, uh, you know, now my way of selecting the songs were very simple. A lot of the songs are songs that I obviously like and from eras that I enjoyed. And either I they are songs from tours that I remember from seeing them, or they are from favorite bootlegs that I saw. Or, you know, shows I wish I was there to see and stuff like that. So I got quite the quite the broad selection of songs. I'm, I'm, inter I'm interested to see our list just to see not so much the songs, but what eras and what lineups we, we picked. That's what I'm curious yeah, to see. This, this will be interesting. All right, Ken, how did you approach it after, uh, I, ch after I changed up your topic around? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was no big deal. Uh, for my approach is uh, I'm not going – making it like it's an actual concert so much. Uh, mine is more of how KISS has, you know, changed or through the years kind of thing, starting from, mine's more chronological. Uh, it's, there's no like encore, you know, at the very end of the album, it's just gonna be whatever is the most recent live track I picked and that lineup. Um, would be used so i'm just trying to go chronologically and show them you know the beginning of kiss and then and then the middle mm -hmm. section and you're doing and the, the rush time the time machine treatment kind of <laughs> yeah in reverse machine. yeah there you go fair enough well, all right da daniel how about you uh i tried to cons uh, to create the ultimate kiss concert for myself um mm -hmm. imagining that uh if it was possible, I could see any era of the band, any guitarist, any drummer. And so, for example, calling Dr. Love, uh, I would like to see the Creatures era uh, do that be just because of the great Vinnie Vincent solo. And uh, so some of the older stuff will be performed by later lineups in, in my picks. Uh, and I picked 20 songs. Uh, I have to switch a few now because I see that Black Diamond isn't on here, so I have to put that in. <laughs> I have to remove one. So it's uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that one because uh, I need that one. Uh, oh my! Which one will I? I don't. I can't get it. How you managed to get all your favorites? You know, four songs on each side, Mark. Six. I'm thinking audio file as well as you know logic. So. Yeah. Oh. Well, let's get in, let's get into this with uh, and start with your opening <laughs> tracks and why you think that that song should be the opening track to your concert. Mark, I'm going to start with you. Well, I started off with a song that's probably not that you know unbelievable. Probably most people think of this as a, as the Kiss opener. Just a boy. No, no, it was a, it was <laughs> Odyssey. No, just joking. Uh, actually, it was uh, Deuce. But I, my favorite version of Deuce has always been the 92 Gene Paul Eric Bruce Kulick Revenge Tour version of it. I've always thought that that That's was good. one of the fantastic versions of that song. I remember when I saw it the first time, I was like, wow, that, that was like, that made that song old and much more powerful. And I'll say on record too that I prefer Bruce's guitar solo to Ace's any day of the week on Deuce. Wow. We're, we're, we're getting contentious straight out of the hat. Going to Mark. That was just the danger zone. All right, Lonnie. Um, I chose Deuce as well. It's my favorite opener. Wow. I think I think um, for the end of the road, they 
Detroit Rock City is a great opener, but I think for the end of the road, celebrating the history of the band, I think they should be opening with, with Deuce. I think um, it works. Detroit Rock City works as an opener, but I think I think Deuce is just better. And um, I went with the classic lineup, Gene Paul, Ace, and Peter. Um, classic Kiss sound. Doesn't get much better than that. Yep. And that's why my finger never halvers over the disconnect Lonnie from the stream button. Because you're sensible. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> I actually picked an, uh, another, a different song. Uh, I picked I Stole Your Love. And I would like to see it performed as it was uh, in 1977 on the Love Gun Tour. Mm. I think that's an epic performance. And I can go on to number two. Because in, in as a follow-up to I Stole Your Love, I've picked Deuce. I think it was kind of hard for me to pick between the 75 version and the 92 version that, that Mark mentioned because I love them both, but I went for the original. So so I picked Deuce from 1975 as my second song. So one-two punch. Yeah. Who you love and a Deuce. Pretty good one-two punch. That'd be interesting to hear transition. Ken, what about you? What? Yeah, my 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 first one is, and again, mine's chronological. I don't like jumping around. I hate like you know you get a box set and you want to kind of hear the you know be in the chronological order of things. Oh shit! And the they, ball must have and they, and, yeah, they jump back and forth. And I was like, ah, man, it bugs the hell out of me. So uh, mine's chronological order, but uh, my first one is Strutter. Kicks Ooh. off a Strutter. I mean. What's better than that first Kiss album? I think it's just a, a great, nice, cool <clears throat> opener uh, for this, for my <laughs> best of. Uh, you know, kind of shows what the, where they were at back in, <clears throat> you know, the seventy, you know, original lineup. <clears throat> I, I guess I should say that L original lineup set nineteen seventy five era Strutter um, can't get much better than that. Absolutely not. I agree. Nice. All right, Lonnie, give us the rest of side one of your album. All right. So side one goes from Deuce into King of the Nighttime World. <clears throat> um, kind of like they did it on the reunion tour um, with Gene Paul. And I, you know, like I said, I, I changed things up a little bit. I, I put in a, uh, a Gene Paul, Eric Tommy version of this one. Um, I'd like the way that they did it on. There's a there's some good versions of this, like from Rock Nation and things like that. Yeah, Rock Nation tour and things like that. I think that was well done. Um, then into Heavens on Fire with Gene Paul, Eric Carr, and Bruce Kulick for a, a true version of that song. Showered Out Loud with the original lineup. And Side One closes with Shock Me with an Ace Fairly guitar solo in the original lineup. Ooh, <laughs> early solo. Early solo. Nice. Wow. Wow. That's that, that's interesting. All right, Danny, you cheated somewhat and gave us a one-two punch. So what's the rest of your side one? <clears throat> yeah. The first side is all about energy and um, speed. So after I Stole Your Love and Deuce, I'm going with Creatures, Creatures of the Night. But I do prefer the version with Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer. So I would pick, you know, like the performance from Tokyo 95. And then after that one, I keep up the tempo with Parasite. And then I pick uh, the original lineup doing Parasite. You know, like Winterland 75. Mm. That's like, uh, ooh, Peter Chris is so good uh, during that concert. And uh, I round off the first side with, I think I'm the only one with this song. Fits like a glove from 1984 with Eric Carr and Bruce Kulick. <laughs> oh, my Lord. What a perfect side one. Yeah, I think the audience is going to have a seizure off that side one. Um, Ken. <laughs> all right. My side <laughs> one continues. And my, my side one's all... 1975, the original line, um, and uh, there goes uh, Gene on his chopper. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so number two is uh, "Let Me Know," uh, which you know get the audience right, you know, back into it. It's get, the, get them to start sleeping. Yes. 
Yeah, let me know, which is uh, the live version, as we know, which they didn't do much, but uh, they have the, you know, let me know kind of chanting to, at the end of the song, which is really cool um, and, and jamming kind of session. Um, then next, I got Nothing to Lose. Uh, you have some participation from Peter and, and Gene on that one. Uh, then number four, I have Watching You. Another classic from the original, kind of, I agree, somewhere around Winterland time. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, and then um, I choose uh, chose Black Diamond to end side one, um, which is the Black Diamond from 1976 era of Kiss, where they have the little extra lead into uh, Black Diamond on that one. So that's my first side. All right. And uh, while I ask Marquez, think of if any one side ones are uh, winning you over or whether you think yours is clearly the, the most sensible. Mark. Uh, okay. So like I said, side one starts with Deuce from the 92 era with Gene, Paul, Eric, and Bruce. My number two song is Strutter from the 2001 era with Gene, mm -hmm. Paul, Peter, and Tommy circa the you know Australian tour there, which I've always said that that performance of Strutter I always thought was one of Wait, the best. 2001? 2003. That's 2003. 2001. Oh, Australia. Mm. 2001. Oh, sorry. Okay, so 2003. The original was Eric Singer and Ace. Yes. Okay, sorry. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, then I have Calling Dr. Love from 77 uh, with the original lineup doing it because uh, I always thought that that's one of their better performances of it. And to close off my side, the fourth song on the side is Hotter Than Hell from the 1992 Revenge Tour again with Bruce, Eric, Paul, and Gene. That's a really good pick, actually. Hotter Than Hell from that tour. Yeah. Did Hotter Than Hell Revenge lineup is really yes. good. Very, Very solid. solid. Alright, Lonnie. Is anyone else's picks grabbing you? Are you regretting um, not having any of those in, or are they going to show up on later sides? Um, I don't have I I don't have Strutter I I don't have Strutter on my list at all. Um, I don't Fist have like I don't have Fits Like a Glove. I don't have Let Me Know. Um, Sorry, I Daniel didn't have Black Diamond. Right. Yeah. Our, our, our list, sir. It's interesting how how you know you guys you guys are saying some great songs. I don't have them on mine and. You know, I guess I just think there's so many Kiss songs to choose from, Mark. That uh, agreed. It, you know, it, it was tough to uh, to condense it down. There's a lot I. Not, there's not a lot. There's, I had to. Uh, I had not. I had to edit, and I'm like, oh shoot, I missed that. I, I some somebody's got to go, and I there were victims yeah. that fell. So you had to take read my body out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> there there are some real stinkers live sometimes. Don't forget. Yeah, not, I haven't been a lot. Yeah, they no. didn't last long in the set if they no. if they didn't work, did they? A stinker that was live was like I'm an animal on Sonic. Yeah, that, that was, was terrible. That was just like exactly sludge and like <clears throat> plodding along. It was just like took yeah. Yeah. Out of the whole yes, place. yes, real fast. I, I I brought my girlfriend for that show. I think it was 2010, and she said that goddamn song. I'm an animal. I'm a snail. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I think she, 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 she was right on like a snail. It felt yeah. like a slow moving, slimy thing. Yeah. That was terrible life. Yeah. All right, Daniel, who else's uh, side ones do you like or dislike and that you're scratching your head on? I think all the guys uh, pick great songs. Uh, I don't know how Let Me Know would work live. Uh, that's not really one of my favorites. But other than that song, I think they picked. Great songs. I'm just, uh, I, I'm excited to see if anyone picks will pick uh, Creatures of the Night because I think that's one of uh, the perfect songs at the beginning of a show. You know, in in the first somewhere around the first five songs, it's just uh, an awesome song to hear in the beginning of a show when you need to get, you know, the juices flowing and so on. But we'll see if it uh, appears later on. Yeah, first song back for the encore. First encore, be great. This yeah, it's kind of a, a declaration. But uh, Ken, you were thinking outside the box to let me know who else's uh, picks have jumped out at you as being, you know, that's the way to do it. Um, 
No, I mean, I agree with, like, you know, Deuce from uh, 92, uh, which I have on my list. And, uh, uh, you know, well, Fits Like a Gov was obvious to me. But uh, for, for Daniel and the other ones, you know, Dr. Love, I, I agree totally with Mark on that one, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a few of those same actual matching picks as as the others, just in a different position. Just real fast, I was kind of surprised. I was, was I the only one who picked I Stole Your Love as the opening yes. song? Yeah. yeah. I think that, that's always been the best one. Deuce yeah. is, of course, great as well. I Stole Your Love, what, your I Stole Your Love was from what? Uh, 77. 1977. It's on the Love Good album. Yeah. Well, I know that. No, I, he meant which version. <laughs> which live version. Yeah, but you know that one from Houston, love. Um, I know what I love album. from. I love. I still love from Houston '77. That's just can't be topped. What just, album? Yeah, just, a bunch, just a bunch of kiss fact check nerds on this show. <laughs> Mark, like, did I get you? I'm on no, you didn't get me. But okay. <clears throat> past well, judgment. Well, I mean. I think mine is the best, of course. But no, it's in all in, so, in all seriousness, I, I I think everybody's list has some, you know, real strong entries in it. I mean, like obviously, "I Stole Your Love" is another very good way to start a set. I agree with Daniel. I think that's a strong opener. I think a surprise, like when they did it for the Hot in the Shade tour. I think people were probably really surprised that they opened with that, right? So some great selections, and of course, you know, with the way Ken's doing it, you know, we we have a different way of looking at the songs, right? So. Yep. All right. So I'm going to get up and go across the room and flip over the first LP and we're going on to side two. How are you going to follow up your side one, Daniel, after all that sugar and caffeine? You're going to take it down a notch and have uh, Beth followed by slow stuff. I will take it down a notch, but not that many notches. No, Beth is anywhere near my list. Uh, I'm starting off side two with it was so great a week ago when I saw this live cold gin. Mm -hmm. I'll pick, um, you know, people say, oh, the, it's overplayed and everything. But when you hear it live, you know, when he starts off that riff, I mean, it's so amazing. <laughs> Thinking of it, I'm, I'm getting a bit choked up here because it was such a great performance. And uh, I'm happy I capture it on, on my phone so I can watch it over and over again. But Cold Jim will start off my second side. Give us the rest. Okay, the, the rest. Both sides, I, I, yeah. You know, first side is really fast and uh, powerful. Second side is powerful but a bit slower. So Cold Jim from 75, then Heavens on Fire. I think uh, I'd like the uh, Bruce Kulik, Eric Carrera from 84, 85. Um, then I'm I'm going with Colin, Dr. Love, Vinnie Vincent on lead guitar, 83. That's one of the few solos he really nailed off the bat, you know, listening to, mm -hmm. to that Rio concert. I mean, that's, a, oh, I love that solo. One of the few Vinnie Vincent solos that really stood out live. Uh, and then I'm going with War Machine, of course, with Vinnie Vincent again. I like the way he played that solo. And the final song on side two will be Tears of Falling with Eric Singer and Bruce Kulik from 1995, a heavy version that they played during the shows in Tokyo, uh, Japan and Australia in 95. So that's my side two. That's a pretty flawless having some asylum oh, in yeah. there. I approve. Um, Lonnie. So we flip over first record and we start off with Come On and Love Me by the original lineup. Yes. Classic yes. Kiss song. Perfect. Yes. But then, you know, it is my ultimate alive. Yeah. So from Come On and Love Me, we're going straight into Heart of Chrome. I oh, just totally. Nope. I just want to. I just want to. I love that. That's song. a transition. I, I love that song. I think it's so great live. I, I think it's a shame they don't play it. And I get it. I mean, the makeup and it's a different audience than what they were playing to in 92. But anyway. Hmm. And and of course, the I just want is the Bruce Kulik Eric Singer lineup. And then from there into it's time to breathe some fire. So we're going to put War Machine as our fire breathing song. 
um, with the Gene Paul, but we're doing to do the Eric and Vinny lineup for that. I know they didn't breed fire with Eric and Vinny, but this is my life. I can do what the hell I want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then two more songs on this side is I Love It Loud, again, with Eric Carr and Vinny Vincent. And we're staying in that same era to close out the side, but it's Lick It Up with Eric Carr and Bruce. Lick It Up? Interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I, Lick It Up's not my favorite. But you always say that it's overplayed and it is over. You hate it that medley that they do with. And you know, I, I'm not the having the newer version. version. I'm not. A, it's the Eric Carr, not, Bruce Kulik version. It doesn't have the "Won't Get Fooled Again" medley right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. That I think just completely takes the air out of things. And all of a sudden, we're going to play it in the middle of a Who song in the middle of a Kiss song. <laughs> I don't really understand that. We've only done, we've only been doing that for like a freaking decade now. Yeah. So it's it's kind of lost. Maybe the first time they did that, it was oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But like the next ten times I see him, I, I I don't need to hear that again and again and again and again. But yeah. Anyway, but so so what was that last song? It's look it up and it's okay. And I know people are saying oh, look it up and so we're playing. Well, it's you can't deny the impact it had on the band and how important it uh, was. <clears throat> so that's why it's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Paul Stanley likes it, and damn it. So it's, we're going to freaking play it. Yeah. Whatever Paul says. All right. Mark doesn't care what anyone thinks. So give us your side two, Mark. Okay. So my side two starts off with Firehouse, but from the 96 reunion tour. I remember oh, when I saw that, I, I thought that the, when they played it here in Toronto, it was fantastic. And it did include one of the best fire breathings that I've seen Gene do. It was massive, massive fireball he did in that show. I don't know what... What, what he did, but he it was a really huge fireball. It was unbelievable. Uh, and my next song on the side is one that I don't think any of you are probably going to have on yours. It's Talk to Me from the 2001 mm. show from Japan with the, mm. with the very uh, excellent lineup that didn't yeah. get enough time together, which was Gene Paul, uh, Eric Singer, and Ace. That I've always loved that lineup. I thought that, that that show in Japan was fantastic, and they should have stuck with them a little bit longer. I thought. Yeah. Uh, my third song on the side is "Watching You" from with the original mm-hmm. lineup from the '75 Winterland show. Yeah. I always thought that that's a fantastic version of that song. And Gene's there with his, you know, really bad makeup there that night. I don't know what he did there, but his eye is like really screwed up around there. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, the performance is very good. And I close off my side because, of course, four songs for audio fidelity purposes. Uh, Cold Gin is my last song on the side, the fourth song, from the 77 tour with the original lineup and complete with guitar solo. And that's another reason to keep it four songs because you can do a nice version of the solo. Mm. And sacrifice your fidelity. Okay. Yeah. That's how you want to swing it. I'm surprised no one's going to, no one yet has come up with a side that's got every song that Gene's uh, breathed fire in. So he's breathing fire on every song. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Side two. Side two. Okay. My side two leads off with Calling Dr. Love from original lineup, 1977. Uh, Classic. I used to listen to over and over on the live too. then, following that up, also from 77, is Shock Me with Ace. Uh, that's going to obviously be also off of uh, a live two era for me. Then I follow that up with Detroit Rock City. And I pick from 1980, Australia. Interesting. Period. That's good. Uh, and uh, I thought that, I always liked that version and then the way they rock that one. So that's Ace, Gene, Peter, and Eric Carr on that one. uh, Ace, Gene, Peter, and Eric Carr? Wow. I mean, Paul and Paul. Sorry. How does that cool lineup? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was two drummers on that one. I'm black again. (laughs) Paul. I'm sorry. Not Peter. Paul and Eric. (laughs) Peter, Um, Paul, and Mary. Peter, Paul, and Mary, yeah. And then my fourth one is War Machine from 1983 with... uh, Gene, Paul, Eric, and Vinny on that one, mm-hmm. um, which is classic. And like Daniel said, Vinny's going to rip his, you know, he, that's his solo from the album. So it's a good one. Um, and then I finished that side with All Hells Breaking Loose. Oh, 
which is a song I love. And I know they didn't use it very long on the tour, but I would have loved to see that song live. Um, I took that from 84 with the Gene Paul era. Because that's all you're taking. And it from. Then, I know that's all. It's only 10 Yeah. So that's my side too. Yeah, well, you're way outside the box today, Ken, with Let Me Know and All Hell's Breaking Loose. Uh, did I get everyone? Because I'm getting very lost, and I was just distracted by a... Yes, you did. <laughs> you got everybody. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to get up and walk across the goddamn room again to Flip take it. the little pee off the oh, deck, wow. put it back in its put nice it poly... Whatever Mark calls the quality... Poly sleeve or whatever? Poly sleeves. Back into the jacket. Take out the other one. Slap it on side three. Daniel, mm -hmm. get us started with side three because you're about to take a sip. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, first side, a lot of uh, energy. Second side, a bit slower but powerful. Third side, I'm going for a few surprises. Uh, so I'd like to hear side three start off with one of my favorite opening tracks that really didn't get a chance live. It was played a few times, but it's King of the Mountain, hmm. 1985 with Bruce and Eric. And then I'd like to hear another song that was played just a few times, I think, in, in uh, Britain. Uh, I've had enough Into the Fire. Bruce hmm. Kulik and Eric Carr once again. I'd love to hear that song live. Uh, a good recording on that song. And then I have a problem because now I... I <laughs> I have too many songs, but but mm. I think I'll stick with uh, the opposite of Mark's problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is to come up with twenty good twenty good kiss songs. It's impossible. No, uh, in third, uh, the third, the third song is actually I, I have to put "I Love It Loud" in here because when I saw it uh, a week ago, I mean, it's just fantastic fantastic life it's still fun it, isn't it yeah it's it's yeah. so fun and you know everyone there, was yeah. getting into that one so if i'd pick my perfect kiss, kiss concert i could i can't leave that out so i have to put i love it loud in there and i i'd, I'd like to see vinnie vincent on lead guitar for that one even though it's uh you know one of the solos that julian can play <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on to uh uh crazy nights mm -hmm. i kind of missed i, I kind of missed crazy nights uh when i saw them these two do because it all, always goes over so well here in europe uh uh i think it's a perfect live song i never really cared for the record Not but the last the live... time there were children crying the last time they did it uh the live <laughs> version of crazy nights is uh i think it's Fantastic. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. But I'd like to see it, you know, from from the Hardest Shade era with with Eric mm. Carr and Bruce Kubrick. I think that would be a, a cool version. And then uh, the final song on side three, I have to switch out because I've written "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" from 1995. But unfortunately, uh, I had forgotten about Black Diamond, so I have to remove "God Gave" and of course Black mm. Diamond has to end side three. Uh, Black Diamond is my pick for the song winning the death match uh, thing that we're doing. I, I think see. Black Diamond is my favorite there, so I have to put that one in. So God gave, well, sorry God gave, but uh, you didn't make it. When's Black That's Diamond cool. from? Yeah. Hey, Black Diamond. Uh, you need From Peter Chris on vocals. You need you need Peter Chris on vocals. So so I, I think right. I, I I'd pick Love Gun tour maybe. Okay, yeah. Good picks, Daniel. Good. And uh, I may have dissed uh, Crazy Nights, but I liked how you adjusted it to the Hot in the Shape lineup because it was a bit tougher a song Thank on that you, tour. Um, let's go to Lonnie. All right. So kicking off disc two, we're gonna go. We're going to go Unholy with Gene, Paul, yeah. Bruce, and Eric. <laughs> You're not tough for the farewell lineup? Uh, no, I did not. I, I like the revenge lineup. Of Unholy well, Lonnie, Lonnie, you do need yes. to go to the guest room once in a while. So that's a good pick. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, but the live version of Unholy is so. I'm so sorry. I, I sure, sure. You like it sounded, it, so, it sounded better. It sounded better on Revenge Tour than it did on Rock the Nation. On Rock the Nation. Oh God. <laughs> Something yeah, exactly. Mark. I agree. Mark, uh, Mark the burper. Mark the burper. Sorry, Lonnie. Sorry, Lonnie. I'd, no I'd, I'd, li I'd like to see Unholy as well, but it never really worked live. Sorry. Yeah, I'll still take it. I don't care. Yeah. I know. And then, New and then New York Groove with Gene Paul, Ace, mm. and Eric Carr with the oh, there's an interesting Austra Australia, Australia 1980 mm. version. Yeah. So good. So mm -hmm. good. Um, followed by God of Thunder, original lineup, 1977, Alive 2 oh, era. God, God, so good. <laughs> Drum solo included? Drum solo included, of course. It's how you do God of Thunder live. That's how you do God of Thunder live is with the drum solo included. That's how it's supposed to be played live. Mm -hmm. Daniel's going to have to replace another song. Daniel forgot about Daniel obviously forgot about God of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's... And he's too many good songs. Frantically with an eraser right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Love Gun. Um, again, original lineup, 1977. Sounds so good. Like like that Houston 77 Love Gun. Sounds mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. And then closing out my set is closing out the set before the encore and side four is black diamond original lineup about i'm gonna say 1975 era it sounds so good on on a live you can't again gotta you, can't, have, you really gotta can't not take it uh, did yep. you say side four i said that's closing out side three before side four with, with oh okay all right okay. all right ken you warmed up your lips get talking about your side three let's <laughs> 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 put your little two lips together and kiss yeah yeah. All right, so uh, what did I end up with last time? Uh, I'll break with this. So uh, my side three uh, begins with Lick It Up, uh, the original from 84 with with Vinny, obviously, on that one, where before they did the Who's stuff. Um, and just a note, the Who's Next box set is on sale. So I just mm. that they just announced that. Um, <laughs> probably you Who fans out there. Um, and then uh, my number two is Heaven's on Fire from 85. And But this one's going to have uh, Mark St. John in the lineup on it. Um, because you can't really screw up something that wasn't uh, no real solo on that one. <laughs> So, but you know, it's a good it's a good performance on that. We have we got that live uh, soundboard recently, uh, so and it was pretty good. So I gave that one to Mark St. John, not Mark or Mark. <laughs> um, and then next after that, I have Shout It Out Loud from 1988. Oh, uh, yeah, Japan. <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's going to need a bonus album. Uh, yeah, yeah, Daniel's yeah, going to need a bonus disc. Like it's either EP. that or a lot of shame. Like a 10-inch. You need a 10-inch, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, she said. <laughs> what she said, yeah. Okay. So shout it out loud from 88. Uh, Japan era, Bruce and Eric uh, Carr. Um, and then yeah, four or five now. Um Oh, that's th that's three actually. Four is Love Gun, also from the like Japan with Bruce and Eric. And then I end with I Stole Your Love. Believe it or not, I end the side with I Stole Your Love from 1990 mm. with uh, mm. Eric and Bruce. So. Okay, with all these songs coming out, this is like word salad with kiss songs. I've lost where we're up to. Who's next? Mark? We right. started with Daniel for side three, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. And then to Lonnie, then to Ken, now yeah. to Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was distracted. No problem. So my side three starts off with a hundred thousand years mm. from the seventy-six Kobo Hall performance with the original lineup from solo included. 
So I, I'm not including God of Thunder because my drum solo song is going to be 100,000 years. Okay. So, and plus Ezrin is involved with that, so it's out of there. All right, now we, the next song is uh, War Machine from, from the 83 tour mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with Gene, Paul, Vinny, and Eric. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that it was a fantastic performance of it. I agree with Daniel and everybody else who has said that yeah. it's fantastic. I full-fledgedly agree. Uh, and then the third song on my side is Heaven's on Fire with the Gene, Paul, Eric, Carr, and Bruce Kulick lineup. Okay. I believe that would be, what, 85, I guess, when he joined yeah. in. Yeah. And then here's going to be some controversy. <clears throat> to close off the main set for me, it's going to be Let Me Go Rock and Roll from the reunion tour reunion and getting original lineup up. and because i frankly think that that's a more interesting song to end off with they always end up with the same songs all the time and if you listen to a live they they they, they close with let me go rock and roll so yeah. i always thought that was a great way and you have peter doing you know the big you know we love you good night you know all that shit, right so i'm gonna end my side with let me go rock and roll from the 96 reunion tour All right. Very nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's side three? Daniel takes the cake. Um, mine, of course. But um, well, the, the, you, the other ones had a few. You good... had to delete stuff. Yeah. Stuff yeah we're, we're editing uh, on the fly. Yeah, I have to edit on the fly here because you guys mentioned a lot of good songs. I mean, there's just too many good Kiss songs. Uh, I can't imagine how Mark can keep it. To 16 because there are many good kiss songs, but not many good live kiss songs. Yes, there is. No, the, yes, there is. I mean, well, that's every song is better live. <laughs> every live. kiss song is great live. Mark is out of what, it. Today. What album broke it's, them? Oh, alive. Yeah. Uh, yes, but we're not just staying from. We're not just sticking from that era, though, right? No, no, no. Sure, I think I think the alive. guys. <laughs> they are so the guys good pick, live. Yeah. The guys picked a lot of good songs. Uh, it's it's just a terrible headache to do this because there are too many. <laughs> terrible headache. I have, to, I have to edit my <laughs> final five songs, so move on to someone else. Uh, I can think about this. Okay. Oh, shit. I mean, okay. Lonnie? Who's, who's, who's shocking you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it, it is interesting. Everybody has a different take. Everybody has a different feel. I think... Um, I don't know. I think I didn't. I didn't Structurally, any... I don't know how any of these albums are going to work. If you're to no. throw them into Spotify, if that was even possible. Mine would work perfectly. It work. It work on a on an iTunes playlist. I guess I could create it through some through some bootleg. Chronological is more like a greatest like hits that, album, say. though. Um, <laughs> it's different. Everybody, we we all love the same Chris band, but everybody life. has their own taste within the same band yeah it's there's such a broad spectrum all right mark anyone surprising you uh yeah i'm surprised by daniel missing out all these songs that he wow. claims, that he claims are all fantastic <laughs> and he seems to forget them all no but yeah. i i need to put in king of the mountain i've had enough crazy nights they're great that's where well. you're screwing up yeah. you're sacrificing shout out loud for i've had enough into the fire come on <laughs> and, and frankly, my my changing of the closing song is very radical compared to everybody's choices in here so far. But you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I I, I applaud my fellow panel members and their choices as well. All right, Ken, pass judgment on your fellow panelists. <laughs> no, they're all good. I mean, everyone has their 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 list, and yeah, Daniel screwed up. He's he's still in dream world. He's in, he's in a dream world from from the two concerts he saw. So you already forgot about he's God of Thunder and Shout Out Loud, which they played just this last week for him. You know? play I don't know how he missed week. those, but whatever. And, and he's not done yet, so keep that in mind. And he forgot he's God of Thunder too. Don't forget. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, so we're on to side four, which would generally be encores. Uh, I think I probably would have put on, you know, just five studio cuts to be a dink, but. Um, <laughs> 
how do you approach this final side, Lonnie? Um, was there any, is it encores or are you just having a live show straight through without really thinking it to that level? Well, it is encores for me because I ended side three with Black Diamond. Um, you know, in that, so five songs is a lot for an encore to cram in there. Um, and I'd already put Love Gun in the set. So like, because I kind of like Love Gun in an encore like they did on Revenge Tour and that kind of, for me, it kind of works um, that way. So I had to think about Kiss Encore songs. And knowing that I put Deuce to start the, the, the set, I know that I still have Detroit Rock City in a holster that I'm going to have to use. I'm going to have to fire that one. So, But I started it off, and Daniel's going to really roll his eyes. But what what is one of the great Kiss Encore songs is Beth. So after... Black Diamond. We're going to come back with Peter Crow singing Beth, singing Beth, the way Beth is supposed to be done with him on a stool by himself. That's the way the song should be done with Peter Chris. And then the band comes back and does Detroit Rock City, classic lineup for Detroit Rock City, with Ace Fairly doing the guitar solo from you know 1977, of course. And then and then it got a little tough. Um, so I threw in I Was Made for Loving You, but it's with the Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer lineup. I really like the way they did that. Yeah. Um, the way, I really like the way that's, that sounds with that lineup doing that. And it is a live album, again, with the same thing we were ta- I was talking about earlier with, like, Lick It Up. Like, okay, maybe I get tired of hearing that song live, but I Was Made for Loving You was such a big song for them. It's an ultimate alive. So I Was Made for Loving You, but Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer. And then we got two songs left. And for me, those were two easy tracks to choose. And I chose God Gave Rock and Roll to You with Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer. And then we close out the show, of course, with Rock and Roll Night. How can we how can we not have it in there? Yep. Original lineup. It's it's so nice to see someone put God Gave Rock and Roll to you too and have it stick in their set. Um, Daniel, what about your side four? What what what's left now for the songs? <laughs> What's we'll start left? off with a medley of three songs. So we'll start off with a medley. Shout it out loud. And God wow. gave record roll to you, however you do that. Uh, so wow. in the Crazy beginning. Uh, and then we move on to uh, uh, the final four songs. And we start off then with Detroit Rock City from the Eric Singer, Bruce Kulik era. Mm-hmm. I love that version. And then we move on to Love Gun, you no know, Houston 77. Uh, and then I picked the same song as Lana did. I was made for loving you from 1995 with Eric Singer and Bruce Kulick. Such a great heavy <laughs> metal version of I was made for loving you. It was great last week as well. And then the final song, of course, Rock and Roll Night from 75. Yeah, nice. I'm actually I cheated, I cheated a little bit with, with the madness, but there's mm. too many good songs. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised Lonnie didn't start his encores at the beginning of side two, like they did during the Revenge tour, because didn't they get about an hour and say, other bands usually uh, say goodnight at this point, you know, yeah. but we're just going to keep us. playing. And then they do like seven encores, but it was right. really just the other half of the show. All right, Ken. I'm going to let Mark have the final word on side four because I, I just can't wait to see what he's doing with his four picks left. Okay, so uh, again, there's no necessarily an encore because mine is chronological order again. It's just like a greatest hits live kind of thing. Um, so uh, side four begins with Deuce from 1992 with uh, Bruce and Eric singer lineup that often gets picked i mean that yeah. i think is a, is a it's fan a favorite it's a good it's a good version yeah, yeah definitely yeah. rocks um and then the second one is parasite yeah. from the same 92 same yeah. same lineup another great one um and then here's where things switch up a little bit um i use rock and roll all night from 95 the Unplugged version, Rock and Roll Night, and I get the whole group.
group of them out there. The whole family. How nice. The whole family is there, right? Uh, with mm. you know the original lineup like plus stars. I'm not talking about Eric. mom and dad. Yeah. Exactly. So I like that. It's a good version. It's fun. Uh, and then I, I I keep with that pretty much, except uh, without the additional family members. I have the uh, the lineup of Gene, Bruce, uh, Paul, and Eric Singer doing Going Blind from mm-hmm. Unplugged also, which, I mean, I just love that. I had to put it on there. That's so cool. that's there. And then I end with anthem i love it loud um and i i I put the vegas 2014 version with tommy thayer in in the lineup so that's how it ends i think next time you should do yours in alphabetical order that would be very fun i can do that (laughs) you know the last my last five songs were all gene sung songs of course yes yes he only got one more song than Paul on my whole list, though. Oh, did you, did you count them for balance? I did count them after the fact, and I was like, oh, I was kind of surprised. Wasn't surprised I had one more Gene song than Paul, but uh, it was it was pretty even. I actually did that with one of my books. I went through and counted all the photos that I was using in it to make sure I didn't have one primary member of more photos uh, than the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark, you're yeah. gonna. What's what's your final four? So. Since I ended the main set with Let Me Go Rock and Roll, we're going to start off the encore with the way most people end their stuff. That's going to be Rock and Roll Night is going to be the first song of the encore. No guitar smashing bullshit because this is going to be from the 2012 tour that they did with like Motley Crue when they did that joint tour. So that's the Gene Paul, Eric Singer, and Tommy Thayer lineup uh, doing that. I really, I was there for that show, so I really enjoyed that version of it. I thought they did pretty good. You know, I'm so sick of that song, but I thought that that was a fantastic version of it that night that they did. So uh, I, I decided to include that one. Then after that, we have Detroit Rock City. And mm-hmm. this one is from the, uh, what did I put down here? Let me just double check here. Oh, yes. This is also from the Farewell Show uh, with Gene Paul Ace and Eric Singer lineup doing that. I always thought that their version of Detroit Rock City was really, really good uh, and deserved to be showcased. Then the next song that I have might be a bit of a surprise, and that's Psycho Circus from the yeah. Psycho Circus tour with the original You're lineup. You're the only one who's picked that song today. That's weird. Hmm. Yes. I like and that, I, I feel that it's a good encore song. Because it's you know it's a fan fan favorite and those usually show up in encores, and to close off the night, it's a song probably that people are going to expect to close off the night and is deservingly supposed to have always been the last song of the. I don't know why they went to rock and roll night doesn't make any sense. They should always close of they should always close with Black Diamond, but I chose the 2003 version to keep Peter on vocals but to put Tommy Thayer on guitar. Because hmm. I always okay. love, I, I always love that version. Okay. I think Tommy <laughs> plays that. I think Tommy plays that solo much better than Ace. Ace is pretty sloppy. That's Ace. Okay. That's Ace. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, forward to the comments this week on this episode. Uh, to, for some of these picks, I mean, I I'm gonna agree with Mark on Psycho Circus is actually a really good pick because it does represent part of that catalog. Um, Say, yeah, it didn't make Well, you know, wait a minute. You know, Mark, if you did five songs aside, you would have been able to, you know, include more songs. But I just just couldn't see it happen, you know? (laughs) That's that's crazy. That's that's crazy. Are there any bands that have ever released a live album in that sort of format that you've actually enjoyed? Well, like random like shows from like, different eras? Like Motley, Motley Crue did Entertainment or Death, which was just a, a collection of different uh, different songs like and different that. tours, but it was obviously oh. the same lineup. Um, like Aerosmith that. did the same with A Little South of Sanity. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, Iron Maiden did it as well from... Uh, 
can't remember which tour now, but you know it it has been done, but it's never really been done because, due to lineups because the music changes yeah. dynamically so much. Would it even work as a listening experience, Lonnie? I don't know. I might have to try it out this weekend and see how it does <laughs> with a listening experience and go through it. I don't know if it, it I, it's it's probably going to feel pretty choppy going from especially with kiss with the way each lineup sounds a little bit different even though you know you have the mainstays of gene and paul but i, I think that their their tone changes and, and their style changes so much through the years from mm-hmm. the 70s and then you listen to some 80s kiss and you know the early 90s kiss and then the reunion it, it's it's all good but it, it's so different i don't know it, it i think it'd be kind of choppy to listen to something like that yeah, whereas a band like Metallica, you can go on YouTube, and I, I spend a lot of time listening to their worldwide wired, um, you know, compilations, which is every single catalog song from that tour, um, just strung together, and they uh, it sounds unified. It doesn't flow, but it, it sounds unified. Uh, Daniel, I think in uh, fifteen years I'll go to the Kiss uh, digital Avatar tour where you can wish whatever lineup you want to see. And then I surely pick Vinnie Vincent on lead guitar for Colin Dr. Love. And then I pick Bruce Kulik for Deuce and so on. So, but I've always had a problem mixing eras when listening to something. It's hard to, 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 to make it work. But in the future, in the year 2040, mm. Mm. One thing I did hear this week as well was some AI was used to replace um, James Hetfield with Dave Mustaine oh. singing <laughs> on Masters of Puppet That's and vice cool. versa to have Hetfield singing Megadeth songs. So I think we're probably not very far from someone being no. able to put Vinnie Vincent on guitar with Peter Chris on drums. It's um, yeah. a horrendous and, and, idea. It is a horrendous idea. I mean, it's mutilation. It is ruining music business doing this shit. That is what AI is going to do to the creative world. It's going Mm -hmm. to mutilate it. Um, Ken, would yours, would your idea flow, or do you just want to go and listen to that? uh, To me, mine, mine flows because it doesn't jump around in style. It, It keeps, it keeps the years all you know grouped together. The same sonics are pretty much there and actually you can see the how the sonics change over the years you know slowly change into the you know from the, to the late 70s and then to the 80s and then mm-hmm. 90s and, and and to now it, it's it, it i think it would flow just fine um it's not your it's not mimicking a, uh, a regular concert that you would go to it's just kind of giving you the best of uh live songs from different lineups but it's Grouping them again, chronological. So, all right, Mark. Well, well I, I, I had I had to agree with Ken. I I think that one. That's why probably one of my favorite greatest hits discs is that Kiss Gold one because it does that where it goes through it, the greatest hit mm. from the beginning of the yeah. career to the end. And I thought that that one flows really well. I list that's the one I generally pull out yeah. and listen to, is because of that. It flows really nicely. Um, yeah, I mean, I. The one thing that I'm curious about when you brought up this whole AI thing, I, I find that that idea is kind of odd. But for a kiss thing that might be interesting is if they can really, you know, perfect this AI shit where it learns so well. I'd love to hear an example of AI used, for example, like putting in a version of Psycho Circus, but having Vinnie Vincent play the lead guitar and see how it would have turned out if he did it. You know, or ha- or having P- or having Peter and Ace play on the actual album. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I, I mean, that's that that's mainly out of fun, but I think the whole AI thing is just in general, just a terrible idea. The, the whole yeah. AI thing is scaring me from a writing point of view, and oh, yeah. because I do write, and I, mm-hmm. I, I obviously, I, I in, in my time, I've done a lot of cut and paste of quotes and stitched them together. But now that I'm doing real writing, I'm about to be made obsolete by you know, Julian. The, the ultimate. Ju- Julian, a quick question. Talking about your writing, it, it, uh, it was some time since we heard anything about your uh, book project. How's it coming along? It's done. It's finished. It's finished. Just, just got to sell it. 
Great. Just, I'm waiting for um, hardcover proofs to see if that's going to be feasible to do in any format. I was looking at Amazon doing hardcovers, but they use a non-standard format, would mean, which would mean reformatting the whole freaking book. So I've got to look yeah. at this other one. I'd only print up 20 copies anyway because the hardcovers just aren't selling. Um, well, the price point's so outrageous now. Every, you know, and this affects everyone who's doing anything on Amazon. The prices have jacked up, and um, this is a full-color book. It's not like one of those which the, every single page is color in this. Uh, and I'm actually very happy with the Amazon quality. It's not the same as going out independently and having it printed, because um, I'm just not going to do self-fulfillment. I, I refuse to. So it's done. I've got a couple of um, preview readers that I'm waiting for feedback on, just in case anyone does have any final last comments. I'm still holding the door open for France to step up with anything um, yeah. on those kind of more obscure shows. But otherwise, it's done. It's written. It's proofed. It's uh, copy edited. It's, um, you know, great news. All, all done. So not far off. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm working on other shit already. So there we go. All right. Everyone had an interesting approach to this conundrum of your ultimate alive. Now, if you don't want to put together your ultimate alive in response to these guys, which one of these fellas, and you're just going to have to have listened to the show and maybe taken some notes. Um, which one of these guys had the best ultimate alive or the one that uh, meets with your taste the most? And uh, how would you approach it? So let us know in the comments. And for now, I have no idea when we're back. Don't forget to check out Daniel's episode with the Swedes. It was really good. Uh, so from Daniel, Mark, Lonnie, Ken and myself, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.